Welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking Disney Interactive Experiences loving wife and co-host, Michelle. (laughs) Well, thank you, honey, very much for that. And hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode actually on Saturday, March 2nd, 2024, and it is dropping on Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. Is that because you need more time to edit? Well, (laughs) I always need more time to edit. (laughs) And usually I just say, eh, you get what you get. (laughs) Get mo, good enough to move on. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, there's a reason why we are recording this episode on Saturday. Michelle, what would that reason be? Well, we are super excited because on Sunday, tomorrow, we are actually going to be boarding the Disney Dream to go on a wonderful Marvel Day at Seas cruise. Yes. So uh, as this episode <laughs> drops, we should be on our way to Port Everglades. That's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to board the beautiful Disney Dream Uh, For a Marvel Day at Sea cruise, it's a five-nighter. We're very excited about it, and uh, it's going to complete for about eight, nine months or whatever. (laughs) We will have, once we've sailed on the Dream, we will have sailed on every Disney Cruise Line ship at least once. Right. That's exciting, too. Yes. Until the treasure debuts in eight (laughs) or nine months and totally smashes that, and then we have to look to book that. But for now, for a short period, we will finally have sailed on all the cruise ships. Yeah, exactly. Which will be a lot of fun, and we'll be telling you all about that uh, next week, probably. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on X, Twitter. X, Twitter, formerly known as. At Hyperion Podcast. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, Please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And I want to put another plug in for our newsletter. If you're not a subscriber to that, we invite you to it. Uh, you won't get a ton of things, just one newsletter a week. And we don't share that email address with anybody. Uh, but we do provide some additional little some news items, contests or sweepstakes that you can get involved in. Just little things like that. Yeah, little things involved, like what what's going on, of course, with the Hyperion Adventures podcast world, but also uh, we add in, like Michelle said, you know, if there's a contest out there that we can track down, we put those in there. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of the Disney stories of the week also make a little bit of a debut in that yeah. ep- in there as well. Uh, sometimes stuff that we don't even bring up on the show. Uh, it's important stuff, and it's and Michelle does most of the work on it, and she does a fantastic job. It's all full of Michelleness. <laughs> That's a scary thought. So you know it's great. <laughs> no. You know it's great. Uh, so speaking of the ways to contact us, we did receive some input from last week's episode, yeah, our so cool. five favorite 
Disney attraction songs. A couple people chimed in with their favorites as well. Yeah, that's so cool. Thank you for uh, participating. And it was glad that we got some of that involvement from folks. And as we promised, we will share those with you now. And of course, even if you, uh, for any of these episodes, any of these list shows, whatever, we're happy to, you can send them to us. We don't know when you're going to listen to it. You could listen to it weeks, months, years after we recorded an episode. If you've ever found a list and wanted to add something to it, it doesn't matter when it is, send it to us. We'll bring it up on an upcoming show. Uh, But this happened to be from last week's show. We'll start with Donna, who hit us up on Twitter. She's at iWindex911, which I love that handle. She said, oh, Disney ride songs. She went actually down one to five, but I'll reverse it and go five to one here from her. So number five for her was Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean Tide. I love how she did the Hyperion Adventure style of a list of five and included six. She didn't even go A and B. She just said they're just equal. I know. I know. They're just equal. Uh, Number four was the Casey train. I think that's the Casey Jr. train that you find in Disneyland if you've never been there. It's a fun little ride. Right. And the song is awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three is the People Mover with the Tron version from Disneyland. Now, that doesn't exist anymore. The People Mover in Disneyland does not exist anymore, unfortunately. Right. I love the People. Well, you know I love the People Mover in general, but I love the People Mover from Disneyland. And yes, there was a, a portion that went through Tron. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It yep, was... very cool. Yes. Uh, the second one is the sounds of the Matterhorn. We love that very much. Yes, yes, that one actually. I should have mentioned it as a honorable mention because that one almost made my list. Mm-hmm. And number one is all of Flight of Passage for Donna. Yeah, oh, yeah it's very great nice. list, Donna. Yeah. She said, "Great podcast this week, guys. Have fun on your trip. Thank you, Donna. Yeah. Appreciate that." Uh, Moving on to Scott in Minnesota. He hit us up through the Gmail account. He said, I enjoyed your top five attraction songs and wanted to get you my list. You've covered most of them, but here they are anyway. Uh, Number five is the theme from Soren. Every time I hear it, it takes me right back to the ride. I can almost visualize the ride just by listening to it. Agreed. Same. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of, that was one of our favorites for sure. Number four in the tiki, 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 tiki <laughs> room. Uh, you guys had me worried that it was being excluded in this episode, but Tom redeemed you in the end. <laughs> it's very rare that that happens. Usually I drag everything down. Redeem. No. Redemption rarely comes from me. And a much better earworm than it's a small world. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Christmas edition. It all depends on what you enjoy, obviously. <laughs> uh, for number three, he said, everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears from cosmic rewind. He said, yeah, this was the song from my first ride and it seems to fit the theming of the ride better than any of the others. Certainly better than Conga is what he says. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody has their own personal right. favorites. I, I, I like. This. I don't know. I've not had Conga right. on Cosmic Rewind, um, but I like the song Conga. So yeah, whatever. Um, number but yeah, two, maybe it might not fit as well. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I will never know until I go on it again and happen to get Conga. Right. If I ever go on it again, <laughs> we'll have to see. And then I'll judge for myself on what Conga is like compared to the only other song we've heard, which is Disco Inferno. <laughs> Uh, number two is Nothing Can Stop Us Now from Run- uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, the ultimate earworm. Okay. Yeah, if he pretty says cool. So. 
Uh, number one is Grim Grinning Ghost from the Haunted Mansion, but not the graveyard version, the slow haunting version from the lobby. He says it lives rent-free in my head 24-7, <laughs> almost like my own personal soundtrack as I go through my day. Okay, Scott. <laughs> I don't know what that says about you. I but, know, right? I <laughs> uh, love it just the same. Pretty cool. Love it just the same. Uh, he did have an honorable mention. He said Dick Dale's song from Space Mountain in Disneyland. Sorry, I don't know the proper name of it. I actually think it is the Space Mountain song. I think, they know. I think that is actually the name of it. Uh, he said, but it is so well timed out to the drops and turns. And maybe I just love surf music so much that it hit me in the feel. Scott oh, in Minnesota. So, very yeah, cool. Very cool. I like I think that. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. great version. Yes. It's a great song. And it does uh, very much fit uh, Space Mountain. Although I prefer Space Mountain when it's hyperspace mountain. Yeah. And then we have Star Wars music right, going through it, right. of course. But, uh, but yeah, no, Dick Dale's version of Space Mountain is really cool. great. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. Thanks, guys, for chiming in yes. on that. Really appreciate it. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we are the Disney podcast of positivity. The Disney podcast of positivity. And that means we like to focus on the positive moments from the week that was those high moments those wonderful moments those excellent moments we call it my favorite thing from this week and when we do this we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful fantastic all things great in the world you know she does the best research she definitely has the best lists she also has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? Well, I think my favorite thing of this week, uh, which I guess technically was last week, but since our last recording and we predicted it would probably be favorite thing of the week for both of us. Um, but I would have to say our get together, our nerdum with Nerdageddon. Our Nerdageddon. <laughs> With our great friends from several podcasts, actually, from the Conversations podcast, as well as uh, Plan and Pivot podcast. Or uh, Pain and Panic, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear Plan and Pivot without thinking Pain and Panic. That's true. Uh, but anyways, that get together was a ton of fun and love it, love it, love it. Yes. Uh, so that was with Pat and Charles from the Conversations mm -hmm. podcast and their lovely wives, Bernadette and the, the Kelly. Persuasion wives, yeah. The, the star wives. Yes, the star wives, very much, <laughs> very much. And of course, uh, from Plan and Pivot, aka Pain and Panic, uh, <laughs> Rob and Kim, uh, who are great friends of ours as yes. well. And they were down until we all made the effort to get together and we had just a just a wonderful second wonderful annual. time the second annual nerdageddon <laughs> although we may have a half year nerdageddon yeah. sometime later this year as well we will see what goes on with that but yes that was my favorite thing from this week as well yeah very cool i also got to go out to epcot to get a little bit of taste of the flower and garden festival that was a, a fun highlight of the week as well yes somebody got to go out to epcot for a little <laughs> taste of the epcot international Flower and Garden Festival. And it was the most important person in this podcast that got <laughs> to do it. So that's that. good. That's important. Um, yeah, and we'll be talking, or at least somebody will be talking about that a little bit later <laughs> in the show. Uh, we did get a My Favorite Thing from this week from another one of our yeah. listeners. This was from Tony the Disney Dad. He said, My favorite thing from this week, our quick two-night, three-day trip celebrating three birthdays. That was to Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. We hit all four parks and ate a lot of food. 
a fantastic time. He was posting pictures all through yes. social media. It looked like it was just an amazing, amazing uh, trip for Tony and his family. Yeah. Now, if you don't know Tony and you're new to this podcast, uh, several episodes ago, we, we featured Tony uh, when our conversation was about found family within the Disney films. Uh, but yeah, and also he was on one time because he has he and his family has actually done a 24-hour trip down to Walt Disney World, which was an incredible feat. Um, this time they, they stretched out a little bit, but they did a whole bunch more. And it's so, they're such awesome people. And it was fun to kind of go on that uh, adventure with them. Four parks in three days. You know, just two nights, three days. Yeah. That's uh, that's a pretty intense run yes, yes. Uh, through the park. So that's... Especially considering they went to Epcot Flower and Garden on day one. Uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> missing Michelle when she was out I there. We, we tried to check in to see if that would work out, uh, that they could connect while Michelle was out there. But unfortunately, they had a different park planned for right, that day. Right, so and that was good for them. Once again, as is always the case, we tend to miss them when we're in the parks <laughs> and we definitely will not get a picture with them because we always forget to get pictures know, with them. So maybe next time they're out. Right. Definitely. Let's go ahead and move on to this week's show. We have a lot of stuff for you this week, including, as Michelle mentioned, she did get a small taste at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Mm-hmm. What did she eat? What did she see? Mm-hmm. We'll hear about that a little bit later. If you're planning a Walt Disney World trip for 2025, there's a fantastic new perk you will want to hear about. I was excited about this, uh, definitely. Also, if like us, you have a Disney cruise planned in the near future, you may see some of your favorite friends in some fun new outfits. Who, where, why? We'll tell you about that in a little bit. And a fitting tribute to a Disney legend is set to debut later this year on Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool news. Yeah. And can't wait to share that story as well. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very Disney interactive main topic of the week. So for this week's main topic, you know, we decided... Look, you know, when we go to the Disney parks, of course, the attractions themselves are spectacular. We love right. them. Just the, you know, the animatronics, the music, as you heard last week, the ambiance of it all. Disney does a really good job telling a story. One of the ways they help tell you a story is actually by bringing you into the story right? on many of those attractions. And we thought, you know, this might be a good time to, you know, discuss some of our favorites, why we enjoy them, and maybe some ways that you didn't even think about that Disney uses these interactive aspects to help bring you into these attractions. Yeah, I mean, they can really help uh, make the experience unique for yourself and really set those memories in for lasting enjoyment. Yeah, we all have our favorites. There's all great ways to kind of get involved within the Disney park. So you're not just a passenger. I mean, yes, of course, there are attractions where you're just kind of the passenger. But there are many more than some that you won't even think about that bring you in, that give you something to do, that they make you a part of the story itself. And we were going to go through a few of those this week. Uh, Michelle, like some of your favorites right off the bat that you can think of. Well, you know, First of all, and I know this is going to sound hokey, but 
I remember the first time I got to ride, drive, I should say, the car alone on Tomorrowland Speedway, you know, and, and it just made me feel like a grown up kind of thing. And it's just a little thing, but I'll always remember that experience that as a kid, I, you know, I got to drive a car. Yeah, I was the same way. And, you know, people have their own ideas about the Autopia or the Tomorrowland Speedway cars and, you know, they're noisy, they're smelly, right. whatever. But when you're a kid and you get behind the wheel and you get the chance to drive one of those, right. just like mom and dad or whomever <laughs> it might be, that is one of the coolest things. It's one of my favorite memories from going to a Disney park as I was a kid as well. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And, you know, with our son, Scott, oh, love, love, loves yes. it. He gets the chance to get behind the wheel and has such a fun time. Right, yeah. The joy that comes on his face is incredible. And uh, he, it's it's great to be with him or watch him through that. I know you captured a wonderful video and um, shared it recently on social media, but yeah. It's so fun to watch him enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And I loved like, you know, the time, <laughs> I'll always remember the first time we got to step inside the Millennium Falcon's cockpit right? and take charge of that. And the first time we ever did it, one, it was like the second day that Galaxy's Edge was even open for, it was just for previews at that right. point. You kind of had to sign up for it. You had a four hour yeah, window. Yeah, you had an armband. Yes. Yeah, you had to, and so it was very special in, in that regard is that so few people had done it at that point. Uh, but then, you know, we got in there and then we were assigned the pilot right, right off first time ever riding it. We were both pilots. I mean, it was just something that I'll never forget. And again, another attraction where what happens on that ride is based on what everybody does on that attraction. Right. And sometimes for better or for worse, we've all been there when right. you're, you've been piloting and you've done either a good job or not so good job, <laughs> or you've been, let's just say the engineer and you've had to watch maybe, you know, a couple kids. <laughs> uh, maybe they're not the best at it. I know some adults, Charles, that maybe weren't the best at it either. And uh, maybe you crash into a few things along right. the way, you know, and so it's a different experience every time you write it, but yes. it's so much fun either way. If you just laugh at it all, right. it's so much fun. Oh, for sure. Totally agree with you. A hundred percent. Yes. And that story is all based on you. I mean, yes, there's a, a basic plan to go through that attraction, right. but what happens within it is all based on how everybody works yeah. throughout it. Right. And that's exactly. another great way yes. that Disney brings you into sure. their rides for sure. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, several of these where there's no way we're going to get to all of them. No. There are so many interactive experiences throughout the parks. There's a lot that I can't, wouldn't even think of off the bat that you could probably fill this in on, you know, that would be like, Oh yeah, that's one too. But we're going to go through a few of our favorites and why we think they're fantastic interactive experiences that people will enjoy as we go through the parks. Right, Michelle? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to be fun. It was enjoyable going through. I mean, like you said, there's so many. The list that I created that I could talk about is so long that, uh, yeah, the, the term editing <laughs> primo <Yeah>. here. <laughs> but I think this is going to be fun. And hopefully you all will, you know, get to see and, and feel that experience that you may not have thought about as how it makes the attraction even more memorable. Yeah, I'm going to start with a couple of them that maybe don't come to mind right off the bat, but that are these the super interactive experiences that you go into. And basically, it's a show, but the characters within it 
actually bring you involved in, into the story themselves. Right. And we'll start with Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. And how about um, Turtle Talk with Crush as well? Right. Both are fantastic yes. elements that when you go in, it's a different show every time because there's some interplay between the characters that you're seeing on the screens or in front of you and the, the actual guests that are within the theater themselves. Right. I mean, with you know, when you bring up Monster Inc. For Laugh Floor, for example, even before you get into the actual show the the laugh floor show uh in the the waiting area they invite kids or kids at heart that they could text a potential joke to be used during the show i mean that is such a special unique feature you know one it's getting you interactive even if your joke isn't used you know that it's being sent somewhere and somebody's doing something with it and it just feels like it brings you into the experience right from the start. Right in the queue. You're getting warmed up before right. you even get started as you're thinking about jokes that could go out um, from a text. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and so um, and then, of course, if you're the person whose joke gets used inside the actual show, I mean, how memorable is that? Mm -hmm. You know, very cool. But um, yeah. And, and how you're talking about uh, it, the attraction is bringing the guest in, you know, changing, you know, the narrative based on who's there. But another thing about Monsters, Inc. that I thought is pretty cool is, yes, they have a few guests that they kind of put, shed the spotlight on to get them involved in the show and being kind of funny. But then you notice, if you really pay attention, the whole theater, everybody is kind of getting involved with those highlighted people. So it's as a unified group, becoming a part of the show. So not just the individuals who are highlighted, but everybody is participating. Yeah. And one thing why I've never happened, but I've always wanted to be that guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or there's the churro guy. There's so many. It's so fun. Uh, it's such a great show. I love Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor because, like I said, it is a little bit different. I mean, right. the storyline basically follows the same. But because of the fact that you have one there's different comedians or different cast members right. telling the different jokes up there every yes. time. I mean, different They're, monsters, but different yeah. monsters. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, you throw in the jokes from outside that are brought in the, whatever happens when they showcase the guests right. on those, as those special characters within it. Um, Cause that, that's always fun too, to see their reaction when they're called out. You exactly. Know, what's yes. It's a blast. Turtle talk with crush on the Same. other side. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great time. You know, you never know kids, you know, as the old show goes, kids say the darndest things. Right. So turtle, uh, so crush asking, the questions are having questions asked right. by the children out there, mostly sometimes adults. You've been selected. I've been selected and asking crush and his responses to these questions right. is always fun and yeah. hilarious. Oh, I know. It, like, so like you're saying, you're really, you're the one becoming part of the show and it, it's just incredible how those attractions and, and others like it, you know, really emphasize the guest participation. It's not just a sideline. It's a real important part of it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you another, it's not a show, it's an attraction, but another way that is very exciting when you get pulled into it. And that is that wonderful, great time that's happened for a few of us, but definitely people still want it to happen 
is when you were chosen on store tours yes. as the rebel spy. <laughs> right. I mean, talk about making your day. Usually it's a kid and deservedly so, mm-hmm. you know, they, they totally will make that kid's day when they're the rebel spy. Exactly. But, and the whole family that's with the kid. Right. As someone who's actually been the rebel spy a couple of times, it makes the adult's day <laughs> oh, as sure. well when you're chosen. Exactly. Yes. It, it's something that can make that so memorable. I mean, especially like, well, for anybody going, but you can imagine if you're a family going on a trip to to a Disney park and somebody in your group is selected. It's just something you're going to remember forever. Yeah. I mean, they sell a shirt saying, I was the rebel spy. <laughs> It's hard to when you actually have been there on a spy to avoid not buying right, it because exactly. of it. So good for Disney for deciding to market that, uh, for merchandising that, and good for you for becoming the rebel spy. It's so fun, right? I mean, these are all great examples of just not the story that Disney is just trying to tell, but now the audience and the guests are actually kind of help driving that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a couple other shows that are really great that maybe you're not necessarily as involved as these ones we just talked about, but you do play a part in it. Right off the bat, one I think of that most everybody loves who've ever experienced it is the Festival of the Lion King. Mm, Every section in that gets a role as far as part of the animals of the jungle. So you have a call to put out there at certain times within the show. Right. I had forgotten about that. That's a great example, sweetie. Again, bringing you in, it's a simple thing, but it helps you get you involved in the show, and especially the kids really love that. Right. And again, it's another example of not just an individual being a part of it, but you are part of a group that's doing something. Mm-hmm. Another is, and many of you have probably never experienced this show. Most of you, maybe you've never visited Disneyland. But if you go to the Royal Theater, and do uh, story time with Mr. Smythe and Mr. Jones. Yes. You do have a small part in that as well. You know, when something good happens, they'll tell you to say huzzah. huzzah. And when the bad guy's out there, it's fine. Ah. And it's, again, it's just a simple thing, but it's fun. It's getting you involved in this show. And by the way, it is one of the best shows you will see at Disney if you go to Disneyland and don't take the time out of the day to go see storytelling at the Royal Theater. uh, You're missing out on a a cool aspect of that park. Oh, for sure. And it's one of those, uh, we've seen them multiple times. They they alternate with a couple different shows. Um, Usually it's Beauty and the Beast and Tangled, uh, but they have I think they've had some others. They've done Frozen in the past. We didn't get to see it, which was weird for me. Yeah. They didn't get to see when they did Frozen, but most of the time it's been the two you mentioned, Tangled and Beauty and the Beast. Right. But like you said, you're you're invited to become a part of that show and get involved with the excitement of the show. And it's it's great, again, great storytelling and bringing in the guests. It's wonderful storytelling. It's hilarious. It is so good. It's a not-to-miss show. Oh, I know. I wish they had something similar at at Walt Disney World. So do I. that is just... So phenomenal. So do I. Can you think of any other shows that maybe are interactive like that? But those are those are the ones I kind of think of. Well, you know, I I think, you know, maybe kind of uh, also interactive, but in somewhat of a different way because it's interactive features is like web slingers over at Avengers mm-hmm. Campus. Now, if you haven't been on that, 
that is kind of like midway mania on serious steroids, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but you're brought into the story with a purpose. You're there to help something. And, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but they also start driving that, that storytelling and getting you involved right during the pre-show and the technology they use there now is just phenomenal to really make you feel immersed and everything looking so real and authentic. Um, but I just love that. I, I love when I can beat you finally a game. You beat me on that <laughs> almost every time, almost every time. It's at least 90% of the time. Um, but you know, whether you're, you, you know, or even if you're just going alone and you're trying to maybe beat your, you know, your last, uh, high number score, uh, or as a group and you're trying to take on this purpose here, but that to me, I, I love that immersion. It, it, and you come out, I mean, it's so fast paced and so exciting and thrilling. You come out, with, at least I do, with my heart pounding and everything. And I just feel like, a, whoa, I've just done a ton of exercise. <laughs> yes. It's an upper body workout. It's a little bit of an upper body workout. That's for sure. No, I think, uh, and I think we should go ahead and move on to this. Yeah, uh, there are the competition attractions mm -hmm. where basically the attraction exists because you are competing against yourself right? or against others in the car, sometimes others in other cars. Yeah. Um, because you, it's just fun. Sometimes yes. it's just fun to compete and see how, what kind of score you can get, whether it's low, high, whatever it may be. And there's a few attractions like that. Yes. Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure is a right. fantastic version. You already mentioned Toy Story Mania or Midway Mania, depending on where you uh, go do that attraction. Mm -hmm. Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters in Disneyland, yes. Space Ranger Spin at Magic Kingdom. Right. Also, same idea. Um, I personally like Astro Blasters a little better because you're, you're, you're blaster. You actually get to pick up and you right. can point to things, whereas it's not attached like it is Space Ranger Spin. It's yes. attached to the car. Um, but either way, fun, competitive, and, you know, basically your experience is what happens when, as you're on there controlling everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you can even control the the, the direction of the car. And yeah. It's always <laughs> fun to mess with somebody or they they look like they're locked in on yeah. something and then you just spin it. <laughs> right. And they can't get there. Obviously that we're talking about either Space Ranger spin or Astro Blasters. Right, but right, yes. that's always a lot of fun. But either way, um, all those attractions, they exist for the interactive experience of it right. all. Yeah, yeah. And again, you, the guest, become part of the storyline. Yeah. So. There's a few attractions where you become part of the storyline or at least can enjoy an enhanced portion of the storyline right in the queue. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how about Peter Pan's flight. Have you ever been at Peter Pan's flight and the queue oh within God. Walt Disney World? And you get in, inside and you're going through right. uh, some of the uh, darling children's uh, rooms. Right. Yeah. And see bedrooms. how that lights up and different things happen in yes. there and maybe you might happen to spot Tinkerbell. Right. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, is. it is a really amazing cue. I, I love the, the, the types of things and interaction things that are going on while you're waiting to get on the ride. Mm -hmm. There's things like, Oh, uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh where, I mean, I tend to call it the COVID wall. <laughs> 
But there is that wall that looks like it's honey on there and the kids can kind of draw through it and move the honey around and clear some things out. And that's kind of fun. And there's even a a little play area there as well. Yeah, all the uh, interactive things within uh, Rabbit's Garden there that is super fun. Yeah, lots of fun like that. But um, one of the ones that I think is we found out about a while back that has really fascinated us is the queue for the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. And the fact that there is actually a murder mystery to be solved right there in the queue. Right. Yeah. You know, in some of these rides, it's it's kind of what you bring to it, your your experiences or your knowledge that enhances that interaction and storytelling. Yeah. So if you don't know about this. If you get to, there's a portion of the queue where there are, I see the five or six busts right there at the beginning. They tell a little bit of a murder mystery. You kind of got to look at them, read their epitaphs and kind of put together the pieces of how they died and who killed them. Yeah. It's it's kind of fascinating really when you think about it. You should cool. really check it out if you had never done it the next time you're in that queue. Even, you know, obviously it's nice to get cuts. Right. But sometimes <laughs> if you're not getting that lightning lane and you want to take a little bit more time in the queue, there's lots of interactive stuff in that queue, but including oh, yes. that murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's something very, that's very unique that, yes, it's it can be a long queue sometimes, but at least having that a- action that you can do during it can help really make the enjoyment still be going on while you're waiting for the actual attraction. Yeah, uh, 100%. And it, it enhances, it pluses, as Walt would like to say, Right. each of these attractions when they have things, when the Imagineers put these things in it. Right. I mean, and you can do a lot of that too with the Play Disney app mm-hmm. on a lot of attractions where there's some interaction going on during the queue that you can be involved in as well. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Let's, let's talk go about ahead it. and talk about the Play Disney app, which can be used throughout the park, doing all sorts of stuff from trivia to kind of triggering some things that happen mm-hmm. throughout the parks. Right. If you go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you can just spend the day as long as the battery lasts on your phone, (laughs) Um, playing all sorts of interesting games and making all sorts of interesting things happen right from the Play Disney app. Right. And especially how it incorporates some things with uh, Magic Band Plus too. Mm -hmm. So that can, again, add that element of interaction, making your experience there much more unique than if you're just walking through. Yeah. There's all sorts of, there's a brand new, well, not brand new, but it's only been out for about a year and a half, two years now. Uh, the Bounty Hunter game that exists right. both at Disneyland and at uh, at, at, at Disney's Hollywood Studios right. and within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge where you can hunt bounties. You right. can find, try and, and get find and get credits and try and find all these different characters throughout the park. I mean, it's interesting. You can track them down and... It's a fun way to, it's a fun game if you've never played it. It's a, it's a, it's kids will love it. You'll love it. It's, it's a great way to kind of explore uh, Batu, Right. But also have a lot of fun. 
Right. Especially, um, well, I guess it could be good whether it's your first visit there or if you've gone multiple times um, that, that you can have that type of experience. And it really, again, enhances um, not just attractions, but what, what's going on in the park and, and that, you know, you're in that immersive situation that you are becoming part of the story. Right. And also when you're on the Play Disney app, don't forget that when you go on attractions, you get badges for actually going on those yes. attractions. And sometimes you get other certain things by finishing trivia when you're in the queue or when you're uh, done with it, whatever it might be. There's all sorts of way to earn new things on the Play Disney app. Yeah. You, you know, there's like in Soren, if you're participating on that, you you get to see results of trivia questions and, and who's who's scoring higher in yeah, that. Yeah, you're and, part of a team. Right. And you're working together to try and do better, both individually and, again, going back to the competition fun. Yes. You know, that's a lot of fun as well. Uh, and then you mentioned Magic Band Plus and how great it's been that Magic Band Plus has brought so much to life in the parks. Obviously, there are things that happen on attractions that will make your, will trigger your Magic Band Plus but there's also things like happen during, let's say, the nighttime spectacular. Right. Are, you know, when you happen to walk by those, which I'll say is one of the best things that happened during Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary and continues on. They're still there today. The many statues right. throughout the various Disney parks at Walt Disney World and the way those will be triggered by them. And you, you feel the buzz. You're like, oh, oh, where's the statue? Right. And then, and then you is. can go over there and do interaction things with mm-hmm. them again with Play Disney app as well, supporting some additional fun. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Um, I just love the way that those come into play as well. Again, now, if you're going to use your Play Disney app a lot, (laughs) just know it will eat your battery a (laughs) lot. So be sure you have chances to find places to either recharge them or that you bring along a spare battery to be able to recharge your phone. Because the worst worst thing that can happen to you is you're getting ready to take that key picture and your phone goes boom because you're on the Play Disney app for most of the time. Exactly. Exactly. Which my tip today might have support that. I just realized. Just a just a little tease yes. for that. Just a little tease for that. Anything else you can think of right off the bat, Michelle? Um, well, I, I think, you know, some of the interaction things, too, that's outside of an attraction is you can experience sometimes at Epcot with the different countries and storytellers. Uh, sometimes they invite people. Uh, people in the audience to participate in something um, during the holiday times where they have the various uh, representations of either Santa Claus or some similar cultural uh, person around the holidays that even after their their show, you can go up and interact with them as well. Um, I think those are fun things that, that they that you can do again, creating that special moment, that special story of being in the parks. 100%. Uh, I feel like the PhotoPass photographers yes. will get you very involved in what's, a lot of them will get you very involved in wherever area you are within. And right. then, you know, the action, if you have a magic shot uh, added to that as well and getting to experience that and finding out the photo later on and yeah. what that was all about because you don't really know. I mean, you can have a guess, especially if you've done it a few times when right. you're doing it, but you never really know until you actually see that picture sure. come up on your phone. Yeah. Always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, just the cast members in general. I mean, there's so many areas where they are completely in their role and so interactive. Right. You go to uh, anything, anybody virtually in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right. Whether it be within the actual just land itself, but the attractions as far as like Rise of the Resistance and right. everything else. So good. 
Um, a lot of the cast members in the Haunted Mansion or in the yes. uh, Tower of Terror, those people, they sell out for their roles and they are yes. so good at it. And I, that makes the attraction that much better because they are in, so involved in it. Right. And, you know, especially when they have an opportunity to interact with you or you have an opportunity to interact with them as they're in that role. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, going through Avengers Campus, one of our favorite places for interaction while you're through there. Uh, you know, we talked about shows earlier that bring people in. Uh, the the showcase of the Dora Milaje, when yes. they come out, they get everybody involved and they usually pick out a couple usually younger uh, attendees there right. to kind of take part in it, but they try and get everybody involved and it's a lot of fun there. Um, the uh, Dr. Strange show is right. always good too. There's a little bit of interaction going on there. Right. And with then, the audience. Yeah. Dr. Strange is quick on his feet when some people throw some things at him. I'll right. Tell you that. Yes, yeah. for sure. Well, he's a doctor. He's smart. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there are just so many ways. Oh, you know, one we, we we need to talk about, which is fun and maybe a little dated, yet it's hilarious and fun, is at the end of Spaceship Earth. Right. You kind of set some things up before you actually get in the attraction. And at the end, as you're waiting to kind of get down and, and get off get off the, uh, the, the attraction itself, there's a fun show that's always hilarious it to is. me whenever we do it. That is, it's, it's, like I said, it's a little dated, but it's fun every single time we do it. Oh, for sure. How it puts you in the actual, in the ride because you're seeing yourself on the screen in front of you and you can even email that photo um, home afterwards if you'd like. But it's just, again, yeah, you're right. It, it, it may be a little dated, but each time we do it and we select different things to, to try to see what's try to make funny faces, right? And to see what weird. story is going to be, you know, what our future holds is again great storytelling, great bringing the guest into making it their story. It's not just the story that's around you, but it's your own story. And I that's again making that experience so much more. Um, I keep saying memorable, but unique mm -hmm. and bringing the nostalgia when, when you get to do those again and again. Yeah. I was talking about, you know, I was mentioning the funny, we try and make funny faces on that, but just the fact that you can go on these attractions and there's these photo opportunities within the attractions itself and the creative ways you can, when you, when you know where the photo is going to be taken and you can always you know, plan out things to do right. to make this a memorable photo. And sometimes you pull it off. Sometimes you don't, <laughs> but it's always a lot of fun to check out what that picture looked like at the end. Sometimes you have no idea that they're taking the picture and you're like, what was that face I was making at that moment? Other times you pose it out perfectly and it turns out to be this hilarious keepsake. Exactly. I remember a time that I was on Spaceship Earth and um, there, were, there was a group um, that was just ahead of me, a group of three. I was alone. And, and this happened fairly recently. I might have spoken about it before. Um, I, I would have to say for that group, English was not their first, was not their first language. Um, but you could tell they were a fun group. And they heard the instructions, you know, as they were boarding Spaceship Earth, where the person keeps saying, you know, two to a car, two to or two to a row, two to a row. And so I got in my, I guess they were behind me. I got in my car row and they were a party of three. So one of them thought they had to sit with me. 
which was fine. You know, I, I didn't feel unsafe or anything. And it actually turned out to be quite fun for me and memorable because of that scene at the mm-hmm. end where we got to pick. And, you know, even though we didn't speak the same language, we were able to converse enough to to offer to do alternate selections, you know, and just experiencing that with somebody I didn't know, it it really felt fun and warm. And, you know, I just felt connected to somebody. Yeah, that's cool. That was a cool story. I remember you telling me that story. And I thought that was a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah I could see where that would be kind of bring some people together, you know, something right. like that happening. Uh, unex- some people from kind of two different worlds. Right. Um, but just, you know, agreeing and then laughing at this situation that Ex- happened in front of them. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and just having a human connection with a stranger that ended up being very positive. Very cool. That's awesome story. Um, yeah, they're just so many ways. You can can you think of any other interactive things that uh, are throughout the parks? We've hit a few, but we know I've missed so many. Right. Well, you know, I know smug, we've talked about Smugglers Run in in the sense of especially you know that first experience of being in there. Um, but even afterwards, and and as I mentioned before, you know, sometimes your knowledge and what you bring to it can even enhance that experience. Like in the queue, I mean, there are so many hidden little gems of Star Wars things. I mean, even if you don't know a lot about Star Wars, it feels familiar. It, it, it feels like what you would expect in Star Wars. But, you know, if, if you're really knowledgeable, you might find that training helmet and uh, seeker droid that Luke used when he was first learning how to wield uh, his father's lightsaber there. Um, but again, there's also some little he- hidden secrets about how to experience that attraction that whether you are, you know, n- you never get to experience it. The, the attraction is fun. You're part of that journey. You're part of that adventure. Um, but it, but if you know some of these secret ways of, of, of making things a little bit different, that also enhances, you know, the experience, maybe let's say for seasoned travelers. Right. For sure. How about going to Epcot? And there's now the DuckTales. Um, what is that? The, what do they call it now? It's the World Something Adventure. Yeah, right. Um, but there's, as you go through the lands and you play this adventure on your Play Disney app. Right. There are a lot of fun things that you can make happen that catch everybody off guard, which right. is hilarious when you do something and people are like, what is going on here right, right. now? Some, some things start moving or sounds start happening and people are looking like, how is that happening? You know, and they can usually spot somebody who's, you know, kind of watching for it and in control. But yeah, I loved it when it was... Um, Agent P. Agent P, yes. I, I actually connected personally more with that character, but I love DuckTales and, and I think they've, you know, done a, a, a great job of making that experience. And it's great for kids who, you know, again, Epcot, we've talked about this many times, might not be as geared towards the younger traveler or the younger adventurer. And this is a way that it helps them feel they're part of a story. Right. I mean, there, there are some great attractions that kids will enjoy there. They've added to it. They've brought in some more attractions for kids uh, within Epcot. But let's face it, when you're going through some of these lands, mm-hmm. you know, some of the kids aren't going to really love going through Italy, you know, maybe or Germany right. or whatever. There's no attraction there per se that, that really will draw them in. So, you know, how do you get them to want to explore this land? Right. Well, when you have this, uh, this, interactive thing right there on your phone that the kids will decide they want to look for and find and make things happen. 
it gets them more involved in that park. And so everybody can enjoy it that much more. Right. And again, it's, it's not just a, okay, you're here, do this. It is a story. You're on an adventure. You're trying to figure things out along with the, the team from DuckTales. So you are being brought into that storyline and you're, you're the one who's kind of making the fate happen. Yeah. Like I said, there's so many ways to that Disney is added. And so many, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of ones right as we go through this that I didn't even have on mm-hmm, the list mm-hmm. here um, of things I wanted to talk about as we were going through this. And I know there's so many more that yes. we have not discussed, but it's just amazing how Disney has decided and has worked so hard to bring people in in ways that you don't even realize that but you become a part of the attraction a part of the story a part of of the narrative the entire experience of your Disney vacation yes and again how how that makes you feel you're included and it just enhances your experience, your vacation or your day at the park, uh, whatever. It's just, it creates those, those moments, those nostalgic things that you can keep within your memories of, of going to the parks that are so great. And I also think that, you know, it, it's setting the standard for other theme parks as well. It, you know, I think more and more theme parks are seeing that immersive experience are what people really want, which is kind of funny because it's what Walt said, what Mm -hmm. a kajillion years ago, decades, decades ago, is that people want to be a part of it. They want to feel like they're involved in it or there. And, you know, he, how he was trying to create those experiences back in the 50s and 60s. Of all the things we've discussed, what do you think is your favorite immersive experience within a Disney theme park, attraction, whatever it might be? What do you think? That is a great question. Um, and and I, it's like when any, we do any of our lists, it could change at any moment. Um, I... I love, although it's not as, you know, one would say it's not as the best ride, maybe or best attraction, but I do feel Smuggler's Run is one of my favorites. I just, for me, the the whole thing, the going through the queue, hearing those sounds that you've heard through the films and stories um, and seeing all the little hidden Easter eggs, uh, but also that each time going in and, and seeing that, um, what is it, the round uh, hollow chest board mm. where you can actually sit there and like, oh my God, I've seen this this in the films inside the Millennium Falcon and I'm here. And, you know, and as hokey as it is going through, I do prefer piloting, but I do, uh, since I've done the other parts since then multiple times, I enjoyed that as well. And, and getting to watch the other participants whether we know them or we don't, it's always still very, very fun. Um, I think that's one of my highlights, but I also, uh, very close is the link to that one or not link, but tied with that one would be the monsters Inc laugh floor. Mm. I always find that just, um, an enjoyable show. Um, plus it also is a great way to get out of the elements if it's, you know, weather isn't isn't as favorable but it just it's a unique experience every time and and i love it what about you well i agree with you with uh, millennium falcon smugglers run there's nothing like being on there especially when you're the pilot but gunner engineer Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter you're all part of it you're all working as a team right 
as long as you can take sometimes it with a laugh when there's, you know, maybe somebody up there who isn't the best pilot, right. but you know, it's always been their dream to you know, remember when, when it was your dream and you had the chance and now it's somebody else's opportunity to yes. fly it. We will always, if we have friends or family members, especially children with us who have never had the experience right. of flying the Millennium Falcon, we will always say, you go, you do it. Right. Because uh, it doesn't matter what you end up with. It's always hilarious. It's always fun. And it's a memory that they will always have. Exactly. Um, so we will always recommend that. I agree with that completely. Um, I think maybe, you know, since you've mentioned a couple of things that I think would be a top of that, I'm going to go with also uh, Midway Mania, Toy Story mm-hmm. Mania. Right. I love that attraction. I love the competition part yes. of it. Um, I You're good at it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also, I, I, and again, I don't think you're as interactive in it, but it's just such a great attraction and you do play a small part in it. The storytelling at the Royal theater mm-hmm. in Disneyland yes. with Mr. Smythe and Mr. Jones, it is so underrated. People will walk right. You won't even notice it because right. you're walking through the hub to the castle, through the various different lands there. If you don't look over there, you may not even see it, but it's definitely worth your time to sit and watch this show because it is, you will come away with a smile. For sure. And there's every there's something for everybody there. You know, young men, young women, there's characters, right. there's princesses, there's fun, there's drama, there is music, there's music, a live piano player there. Right. Uh, it is well worth your time to pause there if you get the chance. Yeah. And one thing is, um, if you haven't been there, the people who know, they know. And so they get there early to line up to get good seats. So recommend doing that if you're going to go. You know, you can pop in as, as they're you know, filling the theater up. It's a small theater. Um, but generally, if you want to get a, a really good seat, people know it's good. And so they get there early. But it's great, too, for the kids because they have um, special seating for the kids on the floor in the front. You know, it brings them closer to the stage area, which is pretty cool. Yep. You know, and it's an opportunity to see their favorite, some of their favorite characters come out and appear. Right. Um, and of course, the Mr. Smythe and Mr. Jones, who are always spectacular exactly they are they make the show right i'm telling you they make the show um and some of the other side characters as well it is so fun i can't recommend it enough i mean again i I think it's something that goes that people don't notice and they don't pay attention to it is something you should put on your disneyland visit if you've never done it or if you haven't done it in a long time right definitely I mean, the other thing I would say, um, I wouldn't say necessarily it's my favorite attraction, even though it does bring back some cool memories, but getting to experience, um, whether it's Autopia or Tomorrowland Speedway with Scott, and even whether he's riding with me, but when we're together and you're there, he definitely prefers to ride with you, which I think is heartwarming that he has that connection with you and that you have that connection with him. I mean, it, it's so wonderful, that bond that exists. And getting to see that, I can tell you're both having a good time. You know, yours may be more just watching him, but just seeing uh, him light up and, and seeing you happy, it just it brings so many great feels for, mm-hmm. for me. It's, it's a lot of fun. We have a good time together on that attraction. Yeah. There are so many. Again, I know we missed a ton. We'd love to know what we missed. What are your favorites? What 
experiences, interactive experiences make your day when you go to Disney parks. Please hit us up on the Gmail account, the social media, whatever. We'll share it on an upcoming show. Yeah, I mean, especially if, if you also have something that was your experience made it super unique uh, and, and how that made you feel, et cetera. We'd love to share that with everybody so we can all celebrate together. Yeah, and tell us a story. Let us know why yes. these interactive experiences are so special to you. Um, we would love to hear it all. And that is our look at Disney Parks Interactive Experiences. Michelle, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the Imagineers and the cast members and everybody involved that brings, adds that extra pixie dust, that extra plus to all these Disney experiences, oh, for sure. uh, all these interactive elements that we discussed and so many more that we didn't get to. Right. And just the fact that they recognize that it's an important part to make the guest experience elevated. Mm -hmm. Speaking of an elevated guest experience, Michelle got to have a little <laughs> touch of that when she went out this week for what was it? Day two of the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Michelle, it wasn't a long trip out there. I had to work. Unfortunately, right. I couldn't make it out, I but know. yeah, you were antsy to go. And I said, you go, go have a good time. I'll live it through you. I want to know what's going on because we're planning on going out there here in a couple of weeks. What do I need to expect? What's great out there? Tell us a little bit about your day at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. All right. Well, you know, uh, for this first time out, I, I thought I'd focus on the newer dishes that were being offered, you know, at the different festival booths. Um, and I didn't try all of the new ones. I tried, you know, a, a fair amount. And there were some real highlights from from some of those. Um, some were, they were all good, but I think some ranked a little higher. I would say over at the Honey Bistro, um, they have a new dish that they're offering there, which is called the Honey Glazed uh, Cauliflower. And um, this, it was, I was expecting, I think, different if you know if you see cauliflower and you're not a fan of cauliflower and you might shy away from it, it it's not like a, a cauliflower steak that you would think of if you're having a sandwich made of that it, it was pieces of cauliflower but they also had a really nice um, carrot puree on the dish as well and um, some grapes and then but they also had um, sunflower brittle so you got a lot of the uh, and they also had asparagus, some pieces of asparagus in there. So it had a lot of great fresh flavors that you would think of a garden. Um, and that brittle gave a nice crunch to the bites. Um, I felt like they were generous enough that you could have that with most bites. So I thought that was such a highlight and would recommend that. It's, it's you know, and you feel like, eh, it's kind of healthy too. <laughs> kind of. Especially when you're eating a lot of not so healthy food out there. Um, it sounds like it's... It, it, it was flavorful and I like I love a dish that has some interesting texture changes as you go through it as well. So right. That yeah. Like that was the case. Yeah. It, it, it was and it was very beautiful, very colorful. Um, I'll definitely have to share some pictures that, that I took of that. Uh, one other highlight uh, that they had this year was uh, over at they call it Florida Fresh. It's kind of between um, World Showcase and Imagination 
building. Um, there they had, it's a grilled warm water lobster tail. And I typically don't like warm water lobster uh, as much. I, kind of, I guess I grew up more on... You're a Maine, Maine lobster, yes. cold Atlantic <laughs> lobster person. Right. Um, but I have to say, this was really good. Um, they have the grill right there at the kiosk that they're, that they're cooking it at. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's one of the, the higher priced items at well, the kiosk. Tail. But it is a lobster tail. You get a, a great amount of, of, of meat there. And it has that charred flavoring with it as well. Um, they pull it you know, mostly out of the tail. So it's not that hard to, it's not like you're given a tail and you're trying to kind of plastic. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, they, they, they made it a little bit more convenient to eat. Um, I thought that was really tasty. Um, so would recommend that. And for, uh, I'll say one more thing was my favorite and it was a dessert from, um, over in the France pavilion, their fleur de lis pavilion. They, they had, um, a cake there and it was filled with lemon, lavender, and thyme infused cream. Uh, it was, the, it was a nice, soft, fluffy cake, but that cream filling that had those blend of those flavors in it was delightful and I if I had known it was going to be that good when I got in line I would have at least ordered two <laughs> maybe three double down on that yes cake. <laughs> um it, you know and I guess it could have I could have brought it back home but again I didn't realize it till after I had been and I didn't want to get back in that line um it was worth the wait to get that they also have some other great things there um they have a lot of new things there from their past uh flowering garden festival so I, I was glad to see uh, such a, a variety of new items and they also had some some returning favorites one of which I couldn't resist which was the uh waffle and chicken yeah which you brought home so i got to sample something yeah. from the flower and garden festival and, and that was really great the waffle is a cornmeal waffle uh, but it doesn't like fall apart like you think of cornbread or anything like that i i thought it accompanied the the chicken nicely what did you think yeah no i i really liked it i liked it a lot as one of the dishes like oh i'm gonna go back and try that again i don't know how easy that is to eat in the park itself it was mm -hmm. easy at home but um right. yeah i mean the, the cornmeal waffle was sweet it had uh, little pieces of jalapeno in there mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. so it gave it a little spice yeah along with the the chicken which had a nice uh coating i think it was a chicken thigh which gave made it a little more moist than right. if you had a chicken breast um and then it was a little sweetness because it is the honey i think it was from the honey bistro you said it came from yeah right, right. and they so they also had like a butter that was um infused with so you had a, you know you had that meatiness from the chicken you had the spice you had the, the sweetness from the the cornmeal waffle and the honey, it was, it really hit on a lot of aspects that I really enjoyed. Even, even not getting it, you know, having it at a delayed time and right. kind of reheating it when we got here, I still thought it was really, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Right. Me too. Um, but like I said, there's a lot more new things there as well as some returning favorites. It, uh, it's, it was a great fest. It's a great festival. Um, and I would definitely recommend going out and trying yeah. some of that. How were the topiaries? 
the topiaries were beautiful. Um, again, a lot of variety. When you first enter, um, they're highlighting from the film Wish. So they, mm. they have that. They got Asha out there. Right. That's um, scenario there. Um, but then, you know, obviously associated with the different um, countries within World Showcase. So seeing, you know, characters from Winnie the Pooh over in Great Britain. Um, I thought they were beautiful. I, I always forget how stunning it looks at the, all the colorful flowers that they bring in that, you know, over by the waterway when you're first, again, the transition between um, the entrance to World Showcase. And, you know, you can see it if you're on the monorail or even just walking around. Um, it's beautiful backdrop. It's so subtle, but it is just so beautiful. The colors are of the flowers are so vivid and you just, you just feel, yes, this is, you know, springtime mm -hmm. and it's great fun and, and like I said, vibrant colors. It just yep. enhances it. Can't wait to experience it for myself. We'll be out there in a couple more weeks and looking forward to sampling all that and yes. you know, run through May. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get out there another time or two after that. But yes. hopefully uh, you get your chance to get out to Flower and Garden Festival because it is always one of the very best festivals for so many reasons. Right. Including the food, including the topiaries. It's always magnificent for sure. Yes. So now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, you know we got to talk about our great friend Nate with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with, answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your, what you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. I mean, there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with if like us, you have a Disney cruise plan in the near future, you may see some of our favorite friends in some fun new outfits. Yay! We just found this out yesterday and we were all kind of excited about I know. It. We don't usually time things out optimally. You know, we always have a great time, but this time I think we have a pretty <laughs> optimal timing with this new, new thing 
happening. Yeah, usually this happens, and then just like the week after. Right. <laughs> this happens, like, oh, we gone a week later. We would have seen this. We're going to roll out this new right. nighttime show, but right. it'll happen two days after you right. leave. <laughs> so here's the story. So Disney Parks blog had this. They said, Castaway Key, Disney's private island paradise, reserved exclusively for Disney Cruise Line guests, has it all. White sand beaches, crystal clear waters, and some of your favorite Disney friends. And starting this weekend, so this weekend that we're recording this, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and their favorite pals will debut all new beachwear that celebrates the fun, colorful, and natural environment of this tropical oasis with some Disney Cruise Line flair, of course. Yeah, super fun and colorful, even with Chip and Dale. Yes. So I'm going to describe it, but I'm telling you, go to Disney Parks blog and check out the pictures or social media. They're all over social media mm-hmm. because the pictures do a better justice than the story I'm going to tell you right. has because they're they're really good. I love them. I yes. think they look Stunning. They do. I'm so so thrilled with mm-hmm. being able to see them very soon. Right. So Mickey and Minnie Mouse are, are ready to enjoy a day with their friends while wearing new swimwear that celebrates the iconic colors of Disney Cruise Line. You may notice the waves on Mickey's hat while the small print details of his shirt pay tribute to the first time we saw him on the water as Steamboat Willie. Nice. Yeah. Minnie, on the other hand, is a ray of sunshine, as she always is, in her rainbow dress adorned with sunglasses, complete with her signature bow and a ship's wheel on her ribbon belt. Cool, cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, Daisy Duck and Donald Duck are the quintessential beachgoers. (laughs) While Daisy is hoping to enjoy a relaxing day sunbathing on the beach, Donald Duck is ready to snorkel and find all his underwater friends. He even has some creatures hopping on a ride on his floaties. Yes, Donald is wearing floaties, which so is wonderful. I, love it. I know it's a great detail. Yeah. Daisy is fashionable as always in her lounge wrap dress, sun hat, and fanciful accessories, complete with nautical nods. She knows how to style. Yes, she does. She and Minnie both. They yes. are they are fashionistas. That's true. To the core. Yep. Meanwhile, Goofy is ready to play anything from beach volleyball, racquetball, fishing, or just riding around the island with his colorful t-shirt, shorts, vest, and sun hat. Yes, I made a comment about this on social media today because when you look at Goofy, he's wearing cargo shorts and he's wearing a fedora. (laughs) It is totally Frank Cardillo from Dillo's Diz. I know, right? And I posted that out there and Dillo's Diz came back with a picture of Goofy from earlier and Frank Dillo. And I'm telling you, you put the two together from the pose and, and the, it, it ends up being this picture. It is hilarious. Go check out our social media. Go check out Dillo's Diz social media to see it because it is so it funny. Is, it is so it's, spot on. Yes, it is dead on. Frank, it is hilarious. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Uh, meanwhile, Pluto is having fun celebrating all the other animals on the island, as well as those you can find on the ship. In fact, you may recognize his fish collar design outside your next visit to your stateroom. <laughs> yeah. I know. I saw somebody posted. That's that's definitely a fashion choice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. While Goofy might be ready for sun-soaked activity, Chip and Dale are ready for an adventure of their own. This iconic duo used materials they found around Castaway Key <laughs> to make their very own homemade pirate costumes. I love it so much. I know. It's so creative. Fashioning floaties into sashes and beach towels into pirate hats. 
They're still wearing swim trunks and floaty vests, however, because you never know where adventure will take you. Yeah. <laughs> they were the ones that are like, I'm like, oh my God, look at Chicken Dale. I'm I know, so I know. I, I'm hoping we're going to be able to get a picture with them. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to, to see them. I'm, I'm hoping the weather holds out. We, it's always a question of like, right. will we get to Castaway Key? True. We've, we've had days where we have not been able to get to yes. Castaway Key. I'm hoping it holds out. Get there. One, because we love Castaway Key. It's right. probably our favorite port to hit every time we go. But then you throw in this aspect as well. Yes. Oh, gosh. I hope it happens. So for just sure. keep our fin- keep your fingers crossed for us that we'll get to Castaway yes. Key and we can tell you all about it and have some cool pictures to Hopefully. post. Hopefully. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. If you're planning a Walt Disney World trip for 2025, there's a fantastic new perk you will want to hear about. Again, we go back to the Disney Parks blog. They said... Disney Resort hotel guests arriving in 2025 can enjoy admission to one of our water parks, either Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park or Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park. Easy for me to say. Or Glitter Beach. Or Glitter Beach. That's the only one I usually go to. On their check-in day included in their stay. Yep. That means that on the day that you arrive at Walt Disney World, you can, you know, you can don't have to go to the park. You can just head to the water park and just go right on in. Right. That to me is so amazing. What an awesome perk that that is going to provide people because I know a lot of people uh, on their arrival day because they don't feel like it might be a full day don't want to necessarily use that as a park admission day. And I know a lot of people hang out by the pool, especially waiting for their room to be ready or whatever. But to think you can actually go to a water park and experience all the fun that's there for free is really incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think especially like as somebody who used to come into Walt Disney World a lot of times from the West Coast and a lot of times those flights from the West Coast Mm -hmm. to the East Coast are those red eye flights. Yes. (laughs) And so maybe you're like me. And Michelle, too, for that matter. And you don't really sleep great on planes at right. night. So you come in and you're a bit exhausted. And maybe, you know, we used to tough it out and go to the parks for maybe a half day or right. whatever. Uh, maybe we would just go to the pool. It just would depend on our moment. But the fact that we could just go now to a water park and whether you just want to sit on a lounge right. and relax or whether you actually want to get in you know, ride around on some of these amazing attractions or at them or just lounge around the lazy river, which is always my favorite thing to do. Um, I think that's spectacular. I'd love it. Now here's my question. Well, let me, let me just go on for the story first. Uh, They say this benefit is exclusive to register guests staying at a Disney resort hotel. So you need to be staying on property uh, with check-in dates from January 1st, 2025 through December 31st, 2025. Um, all guests that want to go do this must be on your room reservation. So know that going in, you can't just bring other people right. in. They need to be on your actual room reservation. And it is only for the day of check-in. Um, if you want to book your Walt Disney World stay that's available now for 2025, you can book your 2025 visits already began this week that you were able to yeah. do that if you wanted to. Now, here's my question, okay. and I will not have an answer for this. I don't know. But, you know, sometimes we've done this where we've done a Vault Disney World vacation and we've started off at one location and then we've moved to a different Disney Resort hotel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the middle. Do you get that free day for both first days? At that resort? I guess if they're two separate reservations, you yeah, might. Yeah. That's my question. Ooh. Ooh, could you actually get two, two. free water park days yes. if you do a split stay somewhere in there? Yeah, like I said, if it's a separate reservation, you probably do. 
or maybe it's even worth it to you to just take a night and go stay off <laughs> property and come back. I don't know, but that's kind of interesting. I was going, mm, well, maybe yeah. you, know, you could get that midweek, you know, water right. park, even if you don't want to go on day one. And again, I don't know that this is true. Right. You'll want to check with Disney on this. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's concept. a possibility yeah. that yeah. you could get that midweek trip by splitting your stay into two different resort stays. Right. Especially if when you arrive, it's you don't feel like you have enough time or you really do, for whatever reason, want to experience one of the parks because of some uh, special festivities yeah. or events. Um, and if you do have a split stay. I couldn't imagine them not giving you that. If it's, again, it's a brand new reservation, it's being viewed as a new check-in. Yeah. I think this is yeah. a, a tremendously exciting perk yeah. that I think is fantastic. I, I mean, there are some other perks I'd like to see come back, but I think this is an amazing perk to yes. staying in a Disney resort that Disney has added. I wish it was already happening. It's not till 2025, right. but still that's, that's great. We've been talking about it that, you know, we think Scott might enjoy, I mean, he wouldn't want to do all the attractions at a right. water park, but he loves water. He yes. loves lounging around. Yes. You, this would be a great way to do it where even if you know, since you're going and you're not paying anything, if maybe we get there and he, he's only good for about two or three hours right. while we're there, you know, it's like, okay, well, we didn't lose anything exactly. out on anything if we decide it's time to go and go to a resort or right. whatever. So um, I think this is fun. And I, it's something that we're not the hugest water park people, but it's something that I think we'll end up taking advantage of. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's not like we don't like them, but I just think we don't usually put the time in. We're not as big on the water slides and all the attractions right. as much at the water parks. I love the lazy river. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the wave pool, anything calm. I love sitting on a lounger. Yes. I'm good for all that. Um, it's just all that other stuff that I never saw. I could just go sit by the pool. I never really necessarily saw paying the extra money for, right. but you know, Included in his stay. Right. We will be going much more often to the water parks. For sure. Yes. I think this is going to be a fun experience to uh, be able to participate in. For sure. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Super. Disney, thank you. Yes. That is a great perk. That's a good perk. That's a good perk. Again, I wish it was already starting, but 2025, looking forward to that. Yes. Moving on, something I'm looking forward to checking out myself. A fitting tribute to a Disney legend is set to debut later this year on Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. This is amazing, fantastic, and very, very fitting. Yes, I'm so glad they thought of this. Mm -hmm. So again, back to the Disney Parks blog. They said, a new sculpture bound for the Haunted Mansion parlor aboard the Disney Treasure is being crafted at a dedicated Walt Disney Imagineering workshop at Walt Disney World Resort. Who inspired this mysterious bust? Well, the sculpture was modeled in the image of famed Disney legend, Rolly Crump. I know. I get chills when I, when I heard this. It's so great. I know. Rolly Crump is going to get a tribute inside a lounge. Right. That is themed after the Haunted Mansion. Something right. that, I mean, he, he had his hands in so many attractions. Right. But one of the big ones was the Haunted Mansion. Right. And one of the ones where, you know, he was maybe going at it at a different direction than what some of the other Imagineers were, but it was something that clicked with Walt as well. Definitely. Definitely. 
The story goes on to say, nicknamed Rolly by Walt Disney himself, Roland Crump served as a Disney Imagineer during the early days of the company and played an integral role in designing the original Haunted Mansion at Disneyland Resort. Six decades later, the Haunted Mansion parlor will unlock the next chapter of the Haunted Mansion saga for Disney Cruise Line guests. The venue will be imbued with Crump's unique brand of humor and is a proud continuation of his legacy, celebrating the weird and the fantastical. Part of Rolly's larger creative concept for a, quote, museum of the weird, end quote, in the Haunted (laughs) Mansion is his original vision included a character that appeared to be melting like a candle. It was only fitting for a design for Rolly's memorial bust to stem from his own ideas, which led to the sculpted drips on the side of his face and a memorial plaque that reads, quote, Brother Roland, forever revered for embracing the weird, end quote. I, that just touches me to I my know, soul. that's what I said. Yeah, when I first heard about this, I just got chills. It's yeah. so fabulous. Yeah. When the Disney treasure sets sails, Rolly Crump's statue will have a place of honor inside within the Haunted Mansion parlor. So excited to see the yes. Disney treasure for so many reasons. And that Haunted Mansion parlor may be top of the list yeah, for me I know. because it looks like it's going to be such an amazing experience as a Haunted Mansion fanatic. Right. I just cannot wait to check that yeah, out. Yeah, I love the theming, the um, what they're describing as some of the effects, uh, you know, special effects that are going to take place in that lounge, the the drinks, the beverages that they're concocting all sound so fitting and so wonderful. Like you said, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I've got one more Disney story for you that just came up. So I'm calling it up here right now. It just came out just recently, just before we started recording this show. Uh, Disney announced the opening of a new Gateway to Discovery DVC welcome area at Disney Springs. It will feature a member space on the second floor that's opening later this spring. So it's going to be an interactive space within Disney Springs for people to explore the various DVC resorts and learn more about them and cool. maybe become, whether you want to add on or whether you want to become a DVC member or just learn about it. Right. That's great. And then on the second floor, they're opening a new lounge later this nice. spring, a new DVC lounge for members and guests. And you know we're all about DVC lounges here on the High Period Adventures podcast. While we may not be the biggest Disney Springs aficionados, I'm telling you what, a new DVC lounge may get us there much more often. Definitely. (laughs) At least to try it out. I mean, the other good thing about that is even if you're a D, let's say you're a DVC member, you might wonder what maybe some of the really special rooms look like and you're wondering should you splurge your points sometime for that and it can be very helpful i mean for us it it solidified one type of room that we really knew we wanted to try and another one we said it's good but i think we'd rather the the yep. other and so i think that can be helpful and if you're not a dvc member um it's good to tour because you can also, um, you don't have to be a DVC member to stay at a DVC resort. Right. And so it may give you a clue if you, you know, planning a, a vacation that what might help make that vacation a little bit better for you, maybe than some of the other traditional rooms. More information is always good, especially when you're making 
are thinking about the possible investment right. that is included. Right? And it's a large, a hefty investment mm-hmm. if you decide to go with DVC. So knowing more about it is always a good thing. And believe me, all these guides, these DVC guides are happy, happy, happy to uh, share with you any information you're looking for. Right. And, and they're not pressuring people, you know, they, no. they you know, they, um, they may want to pressure you to, to, to take a look, but when it comes time to making a decision, um, they, they really don't pressure you. I don't find it a high price. I thought when, you know, it's going to be one of these hard sell things. Right. And when we've done it, even though we bought in, um, it was not a hard sell. I think a hard sell would have turned us off completely. It was not. And they tell, they give you plenty of time to think about it. It's right. not like we're going to bring you here and we are not leaving until you make a decision. Right. You tell us, you know, it's not like that. Right. right. Yeah. Well, the first time I took a tour, which was years and years before that, I, I turned it down and it wasn't it wasn't an uncomfortable situation at all. Um, and they also give, you know, after they give you a tour and some explanation, they do give you time alone where they're not sitting there that you can have a discussion with your, you know, partner or significant other, if you're going to consider it. Um, and so it's, again, it's not a pressure situation. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love more DVC, more DVC lounges, please. More DVC lounges. We love every single one of them we've gone to. Yes. And we can't wait to so experience funny, the next one. So funny, my tip has to do with DVC lounge. Really good. Well, that's a good timing <laughs> because, you know, that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with <laughs> Michelle because she's amazing. She's fantastic. She's all things good in the world. You know, she does the best okay. research. She definitely has the best lists. One thing is for certain, she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. <laughs> You're so funny and sweet. Um, so my tip, as I mentioned, is about Disney uh, DVC Lounge. Uh, something that I didn't know that I actually witnessed while I was there the other day. I, I In addition to being at the festival, I did go into the lounge uh, at Epcot. And one of the things that I heard another guest asking at the desk there was uh, if they had any charging cords for their phone because they had forgotten theirs and lo and behold they did you can you know they now they I don't think they when I saw what they had it wasn't like a ton but it is a convenience if you did happen to forget your your uh, charging cord and you are a DVC member and go to the lounge in addition to having spots to charge up your phone uh, they could have a spare that you could borrow while you're there. You know, you had to give your name and everything and turn it back in, obviously. But I thought, wow, what a great perk. Uh, I wouldn't have thought to ask if they had something, but they did. And that's not just true of DVC. Also, if you go, if you're staying at a Disney resort um, and for some reason you've forgotten your cord or you need another one or the one you match, maybe one of you has an iPhone, one of you has, a, has an Android and, right. you know, missing one head up to the front desk and ask. A lot of times they will have an extra cord there, not for you to keep, right. but you might be able to use it, borrow it to end up yeah, charging your phone. Right. Um, so it's worth the ask rather than have your phone to go dead. Believe me, Disney doesn't want your phone to go dead. They right. want you to go ahead and have that ability to take all the pictures you want, to play on the Play Disney app, to right. enjoy these uh, interactive experiences as, off, as much as possible. Right. I mean, it's still, you know, if you're, especially if you're not a DVC member, or you're at a park that doesn't have a lounge there, um, it, you know, it's helpful to have like a charging, uh, 
battery what do you call those a charging stick or whatever yeah Yeah. you know and they're right and there and there is a uh, third-party vendor that provides those at the parks as well that you can purchase and you know even exchange for a fresh one as you'll see those machines throughout the park right um but yeah, if you're at the lounge and, you know, you, you add, need to add a little bit of charge to your phone and you forgot your cord, um, it doesn't hurt to ask. For sure. So. Definitely, 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 definitely ask. Always ask. Always yes. ask. All they can say is no. Right. Always worth asking. Uh, my tip this week, really quickly, because we've gone long. I don't know what's going on with us, but we <laughs> talk a lot. <laughs> you already know this about this. But my tip this week is we mentioned that the new... Dates are open 2025. You can book your Walt Disney World vacation. And my tip is always, if you're thinking about it, book it. Right. As long as you got enough to put some money down on it, you can always pay it off later. Book it. Don't worry about the fact that, you know, sometimes some deals come out there. You can always change it, whether those deals happen or whatever. As you approach your date, if you see a deal that's better than the one you booked initially, right. you can change it to that deal. Don't be afraid. Get it done. Get it booked. And then you can start your countdown clock to 2025 yes. or whenever your next vacation might be. That's a great tip, baby. Thanks. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, as we mentioned, we're sailing on the Disney dream for our Marvel Day at Sea cruise. And we'll be back in time to record next week. So we'll be recapping Pretty much all the fun that we had on board. Yeah, some of the experiences, unique experience during that type of a cruise, as well as just some of the other fun that you can have on a Disney cruise. Yeah, so we'll be telling you all about that. And we're very, very excited about the cruise and very, very excited to tell you all about it. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group also we are on youtube if you want to find us there we're at hyperion adventures podcast and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com and in case you didn't know this uh we do have a spreadshirt shop that has various types of uh offerings not just t-shirts uh and we have a new logo that is very marvelous to see and so we invite you to take a look at at that new logo as well as some of the other ones and maybe uh, find a little something that you might want to have that's related to Hyperion Adventures podcast. Yeah, it's it's named a Spreadshirt Shop but it's not just shirts. All sorts of stuff there and we're excited to debut our new uh, our new design coming up here on our cruise this week. Yes, yes, we'll be models. For sure. Well, you will be. (laughs) No one's going to want to take a picture of me. That's for sure. But thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.